Midway through your first season, Paul, you enjoying it? Yeah, enjoying it immensely, Darren. Um, really enjoyed the time uh, in terms of the games and the, the programme. Um, it's not a million miles away from the 18s programme and, and what I was doing before. They are obvious, there's obvious differences, but in terms of on the grass and work with the players, um, it's pretty similar, but um, re- really enjoyed it. What's the main difference? The difference is the players are close at the um, being playing men's football and yeah. um, obviously quite a few of the squad have been with the first team and then there's that liaison with the first team it's important to have a communication with the first team staff so our best young players who are on the verge of the first team get the best programme possible so communication's important and then the games the games come thick and fast I think we played 27 games up at Christmas so the games programme is really important you're sort of relying on the games programme to develop the players more than your actual development coaching programme because mm-hmm. you get like nowhere near the amount of coaching hours that you get when it's an under 18 but obviously the games programme is, is huge and you know three games a week sometimes and in terms of where they're at on their journey the players that's what they need to develop you mentioned their players are closer to the first team. When they do get involved with the first team, maybe even a run-out for the first team, it's important to you, isn't it, that when they come back down, for want of a better phrase, they show the right attitude? Yes. Um, and they have, to be fair, the ones who we've, we've had it around the first team this season. We've had really good reports back from the first team staff, um, not just the coaching staff, but the support staff. And I think that's really important to me when, you know, the kit man will come back and, and, and say, um, Paul, the, the, the lads were fantastic in America, the way that they handled themselves and the way that they mucked in with everything. And that's really important to me and it's important to everyone in the academy because it shows that we're bringing the lads up to be good people, mm. which is really important, um, as well as good players. Yourself and Keith seem to work well together. Yeah, both Geordies got that connection uh, from the same area. Both been scholars at Everton and came through. Keith had a good career, better career than me, played in the Premier League, obviously, but we both want the same things. Mm. Uh, we both think that we sh- there's a certain way to treat young players and uh, that duty of care that you have to show to these, these young, young lads, because they are still young lads, some of them, they're not men. I think we forget that sometimes because mm. they look like men, a lot of them, but they're not psychologically. So I think we share the same views on that. We've got, we share a few differences in football, which I think is healthy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a good relationship, to be fair. It's good, isn't it, at the football club, that there's not just a pathway for players, there's a pathway for coaches as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think that's um, probably showed itself more recently. I think uh, quite a few people change roles. Um, I think in terms of like the sports science staff, you know, I count the amount of sports science staff that have gone up from the academy and are now working with the first team, that's huge. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really good. We enjoyed the Papa John's, don't we? I loved, I loved that. Um, obviously my first experience with it. I really enjoyed pitting my wits against some really experienced managers mm. like Sir Nigel Clough. Um, but more so for the players, you know, the, the learning that they get from playing against the the men and playing against professional teams in the stadiums 
and five of them games, I think, away from home, or four of them games away from home, where you've got to show a lot of character. And if you want to be a professional footballer for Everton, there's one thing you've got to have, and it's bags of character. So that helps build it. That competition gives them a new set of challenges, doesn't it? They're up against players that some of them might never have played against before. Yeah. Uh, we, we normally know about the players in the league. So Premier League 2, the boys will have come up against each other in the under-18 leagues in the Youth Cup. Mm. But then when you're suddenly playing against a 30-year-old man who's experienced, he's been around the block, also a good player, um, or whatever age, and the guys with hundreds of appearances in the league. So that's that's real good learning. Um, I think Rich Welsh, in for one, is one example playing against some of the centre forwards that he played against. Yeah. You know the guy at Harrogate who tried to bully him and, and smash him around the pitch, and, <laughs> and then the lad um, who was playing up front for um, Mansfield. He, he, he would have taken loads from that Reece. that's just one example mm. the Harleypool game was brilliant wasn't it because I mean not just because it was a 6-0 result but there were some senior pros in the Harleypool team who weren't happy with what was going on but all that showed great composure great discipline yeah excellent I thought um, we got everything right in terms of mm. we dominated without the ball and then when we did get the ball we showed real quality and played between the lanes and um, obviously got the six goals and I thought it was lovely when um, the Hartlepool fans who were there applauded our lads at the yeah. end, Yeah, which was really nice. Because of the nature of the game and the way there's, there's a bit of a disruption after January for under-21 teams, players going out on loan, an under-21 side is probably unlikely to ever win the Papa John's, aren't they? Yeah, I would, you know, we got, we got to the quarter, nearly the quarters, and then mm. I think what happens then is... They're going to put the best teams out. So yeah. a top League One team. Smell Wembley, can't they? So it could be a great occasion for the club. So they um, they put the best teams out. So you know if Ipswich or uh, Plymouth put their best team out of in League One, then it's going to be tough for a for an under twenty one team to win it. But the experience that you get along the way is, is uh, invaluable. Tom Cannon's come a long way in a short space of time, hasn't he? He has. His, um, his physical development's been really good over the last six months and we thought about sending him out on loan in the summer there was teams wanting to send want to take him on loan in the summer but we didn't think it was quite right at that time we wanted a real targeted loan for him um, and at first Tom was a bit disappointed and I sat down with him and explained to him I said for his development we felt it was better to do four or five months and then hopefully to get around our first team um, and, and everything we talked about came true. He had double figures by um, the transfer window. He played in our first team. Mm. He probably would have said he would have liked to have played more, which is great. That's what we want from him. He's a confident lad. He's a strike guy he needs to be. Um, so, yeah, he developed so much. And then I think his game's gone from strength to strength. That's what confidence gives you as well as, as a striker. But again, talking about the lad and the person... He's, he's hard worker, so everything that he's got, he wants to make the most of it. So whether it's in the gym, mm. where um, he's never out of there, or whether it's finishing, he, he's practising, he wants to improve every day. You mentioned there the physicality, it's an interesting concept, isn't it? Because you must work with some players and you think, I hope he's got a growth spurt in him, and, and some do and some don't. Yeah, I think Premier League, we talked about it before, 
if you if you're not athletic, then you have to be an absolutely outstanding footballer. Um, you know, you can count on one hand now in the Premier League, the non-athletes. Mm. Uh, it's it's very it's very tough, and it's, it's just a part of the modern game. Athleticism is a part of the modern game. Um, I try I try not to focus too much on it because um, you don't want to cause any anxiety in the boys who may be late developers. Yeah. So I think if if you have got a late developer, we've got a couple at the moment. I think it's more you have to just work as much as you can technically and tactically and psychologically, and then hope that that physicality comes. But you yeah, you kind of guarantee it. You must have been delighted that Isaac Price came back from Australia with a, a glowing reference from, from the manager. Yeah, came back. Um, he'd done really well out there. He, he, he had a taste pre-season and I think he dropped away a little bit near the end of pre-season and came back to us on a regular basis. But his performances in the under-21s were outstanding. He scored six or seven goals. He was all energy. Um, physical stats what we talked about before went through the roof um, he was making more passes than he's ever made he was having more assists more goal involvements and then the goals and then he's gone back to the first team for Australia and, and he's, he's kept that going with first team so um, I'm hopeful that he get more opportunities in, in the coming weeks or months How much of a miss has Charlie Whittaker been and, and how is the boy? Yeah he's doing well he's, he's just in the early stages of his rehabilitation um, he's been a massive miss because he's one of them players who can play between the lines. Uh, he's tenacious, he's tough. But when you're looking to thread passes through, and he's a real good link from um, the midfield to the front. And he, he does that ever so well. And then, of course, he just started to hit form in terms of his goals again. So, yeah, he's, he's a real miss. And he's also a miss on the training pitch and around the place, although he is around the place at the moment. But he's a miss on the training pitch in terms of, of what he's like because he's a fantastic trainer. He gives mm. everything. Um, I have to tell him to just take it easy sometimes. He's, he's that competitive. So, yeah, I was definitely missed him, but hopefully he'll come back stronger. I've been at most of the games this season, interviewed you after most of the games. And even when we win, when I'm doing the interview, I'm always waiting for the sentence to begin with. <laughs> but yeah. you set yourself high standards, don't you? I try to, yeah. I try to. Um, I just... I have a picture of how I want things to look and if they don't look like that um, sometimes I get a bit disappointed but then I have to just pinch myself and see where we're at in terms of you know they're just young players they can't do everything it's a, it's a learning process it takes time so yeah I think um, I think it's important that I drive the players as much as, as possible and, and also drive myself and, and drive the staff to keep learning and keep getting better. Are you still learning? Yeah, every day. I think um, I learn, you can learn from anyone in any situation in and around the football club. Um, so yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm, um, I've got a thirst for learning.